Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to hour number two of the expanded Inside Sources. Great to be with you from one to three every weekday here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and it is time at the top of the hour for all of us to dig a little deeper, explore a little wider, challenge our assumptions a little stronger, and of course, when necessary, disagree just a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. And it is time to think again and a little bit deeper. Uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program, Shoshana Weissman, uh, who joins us today. Uh, she is the Senior Manager of Digital Media and Communications at the R Street Institute in Washington, D.C. She's going to help us think again about the big tech uh, Section 230 protections. And uh, Shoshana, thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. Thank you so much for having me. That's great. Well, let's start with, uh, for those of our listeners who aren't uh, tracking this closely, uh, let's start with Section 230. What what does it really say? What does it really mean to us? All it means is that if you post something online, um, just like if you do anything else in any other part of life, you're the one liable. And that's a place where you don't, where you post it isn't liable. Moderation is allowed by the First Amendment, but the liability for random people's crazy stuff online that's that you know making sure that that's not on platforms big small your mom's blog comments that's um two thirty make sure that the liability is on the speaker yeah so it does it does make sure that we're responsible for what we say and uh it's interesting there there have been some in uh, conservative circles uh, who have been upset with some of the censorship uh, arguments so to speak in terms of what goes on there and who is responsible for what and so there's been a lot of debate of late uh, as to is is big tech having too much control too much power there uh, or does it really go back to we the people really still have to be in control for sure so i don't agree with every platform's decision i think they make plenty of mistakes but it's their right to make those mistakes Mm -hmm. in part too because without 230 or even with a weekend 230 you go back to the system where um and this is how it was before 230 where it was understood that if platforms didn't moderate they didn't try to stop scams they didn't try to protect users from um harm in any way that they wouldn't be liable for content for anyone else's content but um but the court started to say well if they if they do moderate if they try to keep their family friendly then they're liable for everything that they missed and that's not a good incentive to have um the the way 230 actually started was because 
um, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street. It was a case um, where he was suing someone for saying mean things about him on this old platform called Prodigy. Um, and then the court said, yeah, I mean, Prodigy is liable because they tried to keep their platform family friendly. Um, he didn't want money or anything. He just wanted the comments taken down, even though the comments ended up being true. But that's kind of like a heckler's veto. Someone says something bad about me online, and therefore I just get to take it down if I sue. And, you know, these platforms can't afford all these lawyers. And the ones that can don't want to have to use them all the time. Um, and even if you get rid of 230, it's not going to help conservative speech because, one, you'll have a free-for-all where – Scammers, spammers, people who dox each other, just that really, really bad content will flow pretty freely on the platforms that don't moderate. And for the ones that do, they're going to want to stay as safe as possible because they're going to realize we're liable for anything that people post. So if, if, you're, if your content makes them uncomfortable, they'll take it down. And assuming that moderators do lean left of center, even if they don't mean ill, they'll just understand liberal content better than conservative content and feel more comfortable keeping it up um, while conservative content loses. It's not to say everything's perfect, but this is a lot better than any of the alternatives. Yeah, and, that, and that's the question I wanted to get to is, uh, is this one of those scenarios where uh, the cure, you know, where people are saying, well, it's, you know, we need to get rid of Section 230. You should just be done away. Uh, is this one of those where the cure uh, may be worse than the disease in the beginning? Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm worried about, because right now, you know, the, the platform Clubhouse rose up and, you know, people are using it. They're liking it. Um, platforms change all the time. We used to worry about AOL and uh, Yahoo being monopolies. We used to worry about MySpace being a monopoly. But like these these companies come and go. And I don't particularly care if Facebook or Twitter stays forever. Like if it does and people like it, fine. But if not, fine. But I, I really worry about, a, like you're saying, a cure that's worse, that's far worse than the disease. But furthermore, one that also like would violate people's constitutional rights to free speech, to moderate as they see fit to do what they see fit. And these companies are upsetting people. And, you know, over time, people are going to go to other places. There's many, many other tools online. Um, but if you get rid of 230 and if you increase regulations and liability, it's going to hurt the people who are going to compete with them, the people who could be the next Twitter, the, the, the next better Twitter, the next clubhouse, whatever it is. Um, there's new platforms that come up all the time. Even Zoom during the pandemic just exploded and people loved it and they don't moderate very much. They do a little bit, but not very much. But, um, but you know, you, you kill that innovation and that's stuff I really care about because it, it can happen. Um, people thought Facebook was kind of silly at first. I wrote off Twitter at first and now I'm a big user, you know. We get stuff wrong all the time. Yeah, that's right. And that uh, that innovation, making sure we have that innovation for what is next uh, is so vital. Uh, great insight. Uh, so, uh, excuse me, Shoshana Wiseman from uh, R Street uh, Institute in Washington, D.C. Appreciate your perspective on this. This is one that has some very interesting bedfellows uh, coming together from uh, different points of the left and the right. And uh, we'll, we'll have have you back to continue this discussion i think we're just warming up on this one. Oh, thank you my pleasure and an extra pleasure an extra pleasure to be on a utah station <laughs> it's good we're not moderating you today so <laughs> <laughs> great stuff thanks thanks so much shoshana weissman again uh, joining us and as we round out our discussion on this uh the thing that i think is important for all of us to to think again about is this idea that sometimes we think okay well you know is this censorship is that censor censorship uh we like it when they censor people that we disagree with uh but but you have to know that you're next 
and so figuring out the right balance there, and a lot of this goes back to our discussion from the first hour uh, about this idea that uh, uh, Dr. Wendy Watson Nelson uh, shared at UVU about emotional violence uh, and this idea that I'm right, you're wrong, and you have to change. Uh, and so finding the space for that, I think, is so critical, so vital uh, for all of us, because just be careful. If they can censor the person you disagree with just because you disagree with them, it's very likely they're going to disagree with you and censor you next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.